This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. We have a special episode today. Michelle's been busy this last week teaching her live event, The Artist Breakthrough Blueprint. And we thought we would give you a kind of highlights reel with some of the key ideas she shared. There was more than four hours of teaching, so obviously we can't include everything in the next 20 minutes. There was definitely more detailed discussion of these strategies and also practical exercises that Michelle took the participants through as part of the process. But we hope the parts we've chosen will give you a fresh perspective and something to consider for your art life. This is day one of the Artist Breakthrough Blueprint. During our time together, you're going to walk away with a blueprint for ongoing breakthroughs in your art studio and your art business. We're going to talk about both. And what I want to do here this week is really create a roadmap that you actually care about to make your most authentic work so you can scale into a profitable business that you actually absolutely love. What I mean by that is I want you to really love it. I don't want you to be like, it's a business, blah, blah, blah. I want you to really love it because that's something that I've worked hard in my life to do. And that's what we're talking about here today. You're here for a reason that is specific to you. Obviously, you might have something that you want to express and let out. You might feel that you're frustrated or stuck or maybe going in circles or standing still, like not feeling that movement forward and propelling forward. You might feel like you're behind and you're not where you want to be. I totally get that. I've definitely felt that as well. You might feel disappointed in the results you've had with selling in particular, or in the studio, possibly hitting a plateau if you've already been selling. You might feel that being creative is hard and being a business owner as a creative is even harder. Yes. Hello. Totally get that. You might be questioning whether what you're doing is good enough. Or you're maybe wondering even if you're talented enough. I hear a lot of people going, oh my gosh, I don't know if really what's in me is, is good enough. you know. And, and what does it actually look like to succeed as an artist? Do I have what it takes? That's something that I know a lot of us have experienced. And you might be questioning, can I actually make good money from my art? And is that actually possible? And let's talk about what you might be wanting, because that's what we're here to really do in this breakthrough blueprint is to really map out what we want. And then how do we actually make that happen? So there's a lot of options, but I just rounded it up to four that I see as kind of the bigger buckets that people tend to fall into. And artists in particular have buckets that look like maybe you want to be in great galleries or you want to sell direct for 10K plus a painting or higher with ease and consistency. That's definitely something that I've aspired to do, to make art that sells for any price, to make money for yourself on your own terms, to make art you actually love that comes from a place that feels really authentic, genuine, and real. If you've ever felt like that, 100% you're in the right place. That has definitely been me as well. And to have time to enjoy making art while producing work you love. And if all that works, then maybe you'll sell it. I know a lot of artists I've met along the way, they don't always feel comfortable saying that they want to sell it because they're still going, I just want to have time to make it. And if that all works out and I really enjoy making it, then maybe I'll sell it. 
that's something that I've felt as well. So if you felt any of these things, you're in the right place. I think a lot of us um, get really caught in this bubble that is, is keeping us contained in a way that actually doesn't reflect not only our most authentic self, but our most successful version of ourself as well. And so this goal of the week is to create a vision that's so strong. It literally creates like a vacuum that pulls you into inspired action because let's face it, art making is hard. Selling artwork or selling anything as a business owner can feel hard and we need a real strong vacuum to help pull us forward. And what we're going to do is identify real gaps. And what I mean by real gaps is very specific gaps that you're going to find and identify actions that you can take to fill those gaps. Some of those shifts have, have to do with being, you know, that shift from employee into a business owner. When I first made that shift 20 years ago, it was a big shocker for me. That was not something that came natural to me. I thought that showing up in the amount of hours was actually the thing. And it's not that at all. And honestly, this week, I really want to encourage you to clear a path, make space for new artwork, new business opportunities. If you have a canvas and a painting that's just completely full and you're trying to add something in there and there's no space for it, you really need some white space. You need some negative space so that you can bring that in. This is the same thing in our art studio and our art business. It's about creating space so that we can create intentional breakthroughs that matter to your art practice and really how to work towards that in a way that makes you real progress. You'll never outperform your own self-image. And I mean that in such a, a loving way, because that's something that I've had massive challenges with myself. We have many sides to us. We have way more than one side way more than a watered down version of ourselves as well. So your strengths are already in you. They really are. And I know it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to see that when we come from a different um, point of view, but I'm here to say like hundred percent, I totally believe that we already have that in there. There's a willingness that it takes to learn and be open to discover what those are and to grow into a version of yourself that you may not have let out before. And again, I'm going to say it the way it really is. There is a, a, a patience that we have to have with ourselves to get to know ourselves in a way that we might not have done before. Are there parts of you maybe that you've suppressed or you've hidden? And I'm speaking from experience. Everything I'm saying here is 100% coming from my own experience. If you build a life that is fake and without integrity, you won't have the joy that you deserve. And I can honestly say, without going into a tangent of all the past stories that I've had, if you don't have integrity with what you're doing, it's just not going to give you that joy. And you're already so divine and so unique. And so your light source matters. And so we want to shine a light on your light source this week. I know this sounds like a little bit heavy, but it's true. It's it's about shining the light on all sides of you. So just in case you're saying, I don't have time, Michelle. I'm I'm busy making stuff I like, or I'm, you know, I'm busy peddling on Instagram and it's not working. I'm telling you, really listen to what you're saying. It's it's so important to listen and say, is that working for you? And if you're saying, I don't have time, Michelle. I'm busy making stuff that isn't getting to my goals. Is in, 
Are you focused on something that's actually going to make a difference to what you're looking towards? I've seen myself personally take on projects that aren't always aligned with the goals that I have and derail me. So if you are saying any of these, I want you to really look at it and say, what am I actually getting by not looking at this? And usually what happens if, if we're trying to avoid things, you know, and breakthroughs, we're getting something by being stuck. Like for me, if I don't come and do this presentation to you guys, I'm staying my smaller version. I'm staying stuck and I'm not staying true to myself, expressing myself and shining a light on all sides of me. What is the opportunity for us as artists? The opportunity is really knowing the sweet spot. And the sweet spot is what kind of art do you want to make? What are you all about? How do you want to spend your days? And then looking at at the business model that's going to get you there, that's going to serve you. This is one of those things that gets completely overlooked and we don't even know what business model we're in. And what I think is really the perfect sweet spot for us as artists is where these two things overlap, where we understand what kind of art you really want to make and what you're all about and leveraging those strengths that we talked about on day one. And then what's the best business model that really matches where you want to go and who you want to serve with your paintings. We can sell artwork of any genre and it's even bigger than you think. It's not limited to local. We have a global audience who's who's actually used to buying online now. To make art with a purpose, heart-aligned, value-led versus trend-led. And to sell high-end paintings that command higher prices. I know that sounds harder, but I'm going to share with you the buyer cycle and what I'm actually talking about in there so that you can make some choices of if that is actually something that might work better for you and to make art from anywhere in the world and to create an art business that you love and design on your terms. But let's talk about this selling artwork of any genre. What do I mean by that? And who will buy what? The Art Genome Project is a classification system and technology framework that powers Artsy. Now, Artsy is an art platform that sells a lot of art. It's a really great one. This genome project and why I'm bringing this up here is this maps out a thousand characteristics that connect artists to potential collectors. That means that there's just not six styles. There's way more than six styles of art. And I think we get really bogged down in the general way of seeing things. And I really want to open you up to, it's not that simple. And the beautiful thing is it's not that simple. It's way more interesting than that. And so the opportunity is so huge because you don't have to fit in one of six boxes. And honestly, I think one of the biggest reason sales stall, and I've seen this in any product that I've ever been involved in making, this is not just related to paintings, is we spend too much energy watering down good ideas and making things palatable and following trends. It's not that trends aren't relevant, but we really want to look at what following trends means to our business and what that is, which basically it isn't really our most authentic versions of ourselves. When we water things down, we feel uninspired. We feel blocked. We're repeating ourselves and we're not really reaching our real goals. And we think if we make something that is agreeable or acceptable, which is really what palatable is that this will be attractive to buyers. 
but that's not the case at all. It's really not the best answer for us or them as a collector. And this creates the worst scenario in the buyer's cycle. There is no longevity in this and it's not sustainable. And you will literally give up on selling your art. In order for me to really help you really craft your breakthrough, to really make a blueprint for breakthroughs that you actually want, I want to talk about the buyer's cycle and the trends that happen with a buyer's cycle. And I want you to think about there's bubbles of buyers and you get to actually choose what kind of bubble of a buyer you want to have. It doesn't always feel like that. I can appreciate that. I've been in bubbles and I'm like, how do I get out of this? This is this is not what I was imagining. I want to talk about this a lot today because I think there's a lot of marketing advice that's masquerading as business advice. And I don't think anyone's ill-intentioning to you know, distract us. I just think that there's a lot more to it than marketing. And we can really decide which type of buyers are best for us as artists and the kind of art we want to make. And again, the reason why I bring this up is because this decision will affect the pricing, the marketing strategy, and the art offer we make. And just like you can't bake an apple pie without the whole recipe, you really need the holistic approach to your art creation and your art business so that you can get the whole recipe. So what I'm talking about today has to do with marketing, but it's actually a business strategy around your art that you can choose. So you have the whole recipe and then you can figure out what makes sense. So in the buying cycle and how that works, it's really around the idea of there's an adoption curve around a product and there's an innovation adoption curve. And so for the sake of artists, um, you know, and, and really kind of honing this into what does this mean to us as artists, we have to figure out where we fit into this particular buyer market. As artists, as we get to decide where we really want to play. This is where, when I told you on day one, there was a husband who was haggling me and he was comparison shopping. I'm hundred percent sure of it. He was definitely comparison shopping and he, he was looking for a deal. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be in that bubble. What does it actually mean to have breakthroughs? You know, I think that word can feel a little bit overused sometimes, but I want to talk about why do we need them? So if you are chugging along and you're just doing the same thing, you're going to see, you're going to feel sometimes that you have no growth and that it's always the same. Nothing's happening. And you might feel maybe it increases by 5% to 2%, but it feels like, you know, you're just chugging along and it's the same. Sometimes we feel like we kind of get excited in the beginning and then we're like, And it just goes completely off and down and and we don't go anywhere because I don't think that was really a breakthrough. It was a little bit of, you know, insight, but it wasn't like a real breakthrough, do the work, bust through breakthrough. And sometimes in the beginning, it can feel very much like a really long dip and it doesn't actually feel like we're going anywhere. And what I'm talking about this week is I'm talking about exponential growth. That's the kind of breakthroughs I'm talking about. Like, how can we improve the situation? How can we provide an answer to a problem? How can we gain insight into blind spots to go places that you desire? And honestly, the whole breakthrough experience for me is achieving success in a particular activity. So that could be in your studio, that could be in your art business. 
And what I found is when I get those two things right, it has a ripple effect on everything in my life, whether whether that's family, friends, time, like it just has a real huge ripple effect on my life. Entrepreneurs are known to be visionaries. Artists are visionaries. We are very much visionary people, which is awesome because we have so many great visions. But sometimes we don't always know how to get from point A to point B. And the thing that I want you to know is that where you are now is perfect. And it means that you're ready for the next step. So right now we're going to work on what are those next steps for you right now? We're going to look at the end in mind. And what that means is we're going to kind of take a quick glance at the very furthest stage, which is, you know, really that ideal studio life that ideal collector, that ideal client, that ideal market price conditions, like that really perfect end in mind. And then let's kind of work backwards and design breakthroughs around that. And really, how can we bridge that struggle from not knowing where we go from point A to point B? So I'd like to just share a quick little turning point for me and why breakthroughs became completely my mission and my art. I had a lot of shame and my first turning point came in the form of shame. I had a painting in a local art show and I hated it. It was a big one and it sold and I was so embarrassed. It wasn't, it didn't feel like me. It wasn't even a really strong, good painting. And I was completely embarrassed by the work. And I literally was like, that's it. I've had enough. I cannot do this. This is like, it's not working. And so I completely just stopped. And I still remember a a picture of my daughter standing in front of that painting and me going, I can't even be proud of this picture. So I just, I literally stopped and I said, all right, I'm not going to look at other paintings for what the paintings should look like. Like what should a painting look like? What would be a painting that works? And I'm going to stop trying to paint like them. We, sometimes we tend to take in other people's ways of painting because we're like, well, maybe that's the sign of a painting that works. I was like, that's it. You need to buckle down and you need to figure out what's going to actually turn you around into making work that you can be proud of. So this is a breaking point. Again, I like to say breakthroughs come from breaking down. So what I did instead, I asked myself, where can I provide value to others through my art that comes easy for me? And when I, when I talk about the word value in our art, meaning What's something that comes from me that I can give to people? Because when people buy a painting, they're getting something from you and it's an expression. It's something that's doing them, doing something for them. Ultimately, I started looking at what do I actually love more? What do I love to do? So we're going to talk about your personal identity. We're going to look at where you are right now and and then we're going to compare it into where you want to go. Because I think if we can come really clean with ourselves and say, this is just the way it is right now, then we have a place to go from. But if we ignore it and say, I don't know, it's not, you know, it's not something that I can even look at. We really literally won't go anywhere. If I would have stayed in the identity of what I had coming into being a painter I would never have gotten where I am in the last two to three years. And you would not be listening to me right now specifically. So we have to go back and look at like, all right, well, how do successful artists make work they love? 
and attract collectors who love it as much as they do. What, what do they do? I want you to, again, be an observer. Again, it's not judgment. It's just observing successful artists. They've made this decision about their identity as in they're committed. The decision that I've made for myself is that I am committed to being a successful artist. And so they operate from an identity and environment that would support this. And I wanted to share a little bit about this um, case study on IBM that I think is really interesting. Now, IBM's like old school business, so never mind that they're not modern and innovative, but they catapulted their business at one point. And when they interviewed the CEO who took them there, he said there was three simple steps. Number one, get clear on the vision of what that done business would look like. And then number two, get really clear on how they were going to operate in the world as that business. And then number three, which is the most critical thing, is the only way possible was to act that way now from the beginning. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, that is that is so huge. It seems kind of abstract and simple, but we're going to walk through what that means to us as artists. The main thing is to really understand that there are differences that we really can live into and we get to choose as long as we're really open and honest and don't make ourselves feel bad for where we are. We just have to know that there's a place to go and it's going to take practice to live in that space of who that real new identity is so that we can really start shifting into that. So hopefully that makes sense. I was honestly a little nervous to take you this deep, but I really feel like this is so at the core of so many problems I see happen with struggling artists. And again, when I struggle, when I hold myself back, it is all of this stuff that holds me back. It's not necessarily something like, oh, I just made a mistake in my painting. It's much deeper than that. It's more of all of this together. So I just felt like to serve you best, to hold space for you as your successful version of yourself, I had to do this. So I'm hoping that you'll take the time to really think about this and and really step into it. If you're looking at your current version of yourself, there's all sorts of things that are probably on your to-do list and they may not be filled with the things that actually make the biggest difference. I always say you have to slow down to speed up is because sometimes just do, do, do isn't actually things that make the biggest difference. And I think one of the things that I think about a lot is that if artists come to me to find their style or they really want to make work that represents them better and they want to sell with ease at higher prices that are sustainable, it really requires slowing down enough to discover what you actually care about instead of being reactive, instead of repeating what you've always done, instead of staying in a bubble where you don't look at things. I mean, and I'm just being completely honest, it's just not possible if we don't take the time to do this. And Sometimes this means an old part of us dies. I know that sounds really dramatic, but really it means the ego has to let go. The ego that's built, you know, my version of Michelle for 50 years, that ego has to let go and it has to clear the path for something new. And that can be really challenging. And I'm speaking for myself, like you guys, it's, there's no one who 
is free from challenges of this. If you think, you know, you're the only one that goes through challenges like this, that is not true. We all do. And it can be challenging. And this does mean coming clean with yourself and being completely open to shifts that happen and come with growth. And I mean that in like, like real growth, real exponential growth, not, you know, chugging along and barely anything happens. This is where we have, you know, the plates are shifting below us kind of growth. And sometimes again, that can be really intimidating, but it's so rewarding. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. 